You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. It is Wednesday, October 26th at 9.09. The minute just flipped over to 9.09. This Wednesday here in Springfield, USA. It is a beautiful fall day here in late October. We're getting closer towards the end of the football season. We got a lot of football to cover on this podcast. Um, but first off, Matt, how are we doing this evening? It's It's hump day. It's hump day, my dudes. So what's, how's, how's everything going with you? <laughs> uh, not bad. Uh, took a couple of days off. Last couple of days, took Friday, Monday off from work and Thursday, flexed out. Um, went down to Dallas for the game at, at TCU, the K-State game at TCU. It was a great weekend. Got to see um, some friends I haven't seen in about a year. So shout out my shout outs um, to, well, first of all, my my brother and his family down in Dallas. So his two little, two little ones and his wife, um, Lauren and, and Justin is my brother's name. And then my other brother, Andrew was down there with his, his little boy too. So cool. it was good to see family and, uh, Brandon, and Alyssa, my two, uh, one of my, couple of my best friends, um, from college. Um, they got married about a year ago and they let me stay at their house a couple of nights and we went to the football game together and it was a great time. Cool, so, man. Cool. Yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? It was. It was good. Watching the game, seeing some family. It was a. It was a good time. Um, disappointed in the game, but we're gonna get to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention on our last podcast was it was our fiftieth episode. So congrats. Was it really? Woo! Wow. Yeah. Clap for that episode. Long, long time ago, a lonely Jacob in Springfield, Missouri, started a podcast called the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast, where we talked about wiffle ball and baseball. And then he took a took a oh, a break for a while until Matt, the noble one, decided, "Hey, man, let's talk about K State football." And I said, "I dog, <laughs> let's I do dog." It. And here we are on our fifty-first episode, um, celebrating halfway to a hundred. So. Here's the 50 more episodes, and here's to a uh, a better uh, last five games of the the uh, football season. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's go ahead and jump in, run down the podcast. We got a lot to talk about on this episode. Um, I will say, fortunately slash unfortunately, there's there's just a lot going on. Um, since we are on the home stretch of the football season. You know, a big a big game that happened this past weekend and, you know, a couple of just really tough games coming up for K-State football, um, K-State basketball about to start ramping up. So we'll get into that coverage. But um, this this episode, we're going to go and dive into K-State TCU, um, the recap, a lot of recap for that game. There's so much there's so much to talk about in that game. Um, and then K-State OSU preview, obviously, this coming weekend is homecoming 230 game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan. Um, and then other sports is coming back. We got a little other sports uh, around the Big 12, a uh, little baseball. World Series um, starts, I want to say tomorrow. I wouldn't know. 
I, I am. I, I wrote down Phillies and Astros or Yankees and Astros. It's Phillies and Astros. Um, I haven't, quite frankly, after the Cardinals lost, I just stopped paying attention. It's uh-huh. like, I don't know who to, I didn't know who to root for. And then the Phillies just kept tearing through everybody. So whatever. Uh, and then a little NFL uh, to close out the podcast, Chiefs and Broncos, a little news in the AFC West. So, Matt, you ready to do this? Yes, I am, sir. Fine, sir. Goodness sakes. Okay, let's get into the bad stuff first. Um, K-State did fall this past weekend. They lost their first Big 12 game at TCU on the road. Um uh 38 to 28 uh matt uh first of all i think you were the winner for the weekly score prediction you won by three points yes sir you were off by 15 and i was off by 18 so the score is now 167 to 170 and i'm up by three with our running total so props to you there Mm -hmm. a little good news to start the podcast um but k-state did fall 38 to 28 it was a (laughs) I mean, what if you had one word to describe this game? My word would be emotional <laughs> roller coaster. That's two words. <laughs> um, kissing your stepsister. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, it it started off poorly. Yeah, with K State going down early. Um, TCU had a big play to go up seven nothing just to just to start the game, and of course Adrian Martinez getting hurt on the first drive, which was just just not fun, you know. Um, they you know ESPN Game Day College Game Day has this whole segment over Adrian Martinez. Um, he gets into the game. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Like, what did you think of that? Did you watch game day at all? Yeah, I I thought it was very accurate. He just wasn't success. Like we've talked about before, I'm going to keep it short. He wasn't successful at Nebraska. It got it was mentally to him. He didn't want to go out in public, and he's having more success down here. Yeah, no kidding. He even mentioned that like in, when he was interviewed, he's like, "I didn't want to go out in public because I was afraid of being ridiculed by yeah by the fan base and and." You would think the people of Nebraska, you know, you think of Nebraska, you think of nice Midwestern people, but they don't really have anything else to look forward to. So if their football team sucks. They're all miserable. Um, but that's that's I'm joking. You know, I'm sure they're very nice people up there. But seriously, like he came down to K-State because he wanted to win. And he wanted to be a part of something bigger, like go to a bowl game, win a Big 12 championship, you know, do something bigger than himself than setting records. Yeah. You know, meaningless records because, you know, they weren't winning games. Yeah. So it was a really cool segment. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> completely whiffing on the idea that Felix NUDK plays for K-State rather than TCU. He, yeah. He says, I am all about this guy, Felix NUDK Uzama. And he is going to be all over Adrian Martinez all game long. And that's why yeah, TCU is going to win. And I just go, that was embarrassing. You, excuse me? <laughs> no, props to him, though, for backtracking because he did he did apologize for it. And then the rest of the episode, he was like, 
I think I think he flipped it when they actually came time to make their picks. They he said, you know, I messed this up earlier, and I I got K State to win the game because Felix and Utika Uzaba is going to be all over Doug in the whole game. Well, anyway, <laughs> so it was a really cool piece on Adrian Martinez. But again, let's circle back. You know, he did get hurt on that first possession, and it just it was so unfortunate, man. Like he looked he looked decent. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think he ran for a first down on the was it the first play of the game, mm-hmm. and was it that play that he got hurt on, or was yeah it... the run play? And then I think they do a couple more passes, and he took himself out of the game because he called up to Klein or something and told him like, "Hey, I'm not going to go." So well, and what's weird because we when we were watching it at the game, it seemed like he was going to go back in at some point because. He never took off his helmet, first of all. Yeah. And, of course, he was on the sideline, you know, being the leader that he is and, you know, going back to college game day. He sounded so professional in his interviews. I mean, this yeah. guy is a gamer. He's he's such a professional. But it just seemed like he was going to go back in. So Will goes in, and we're like, all right, well, time to roll with Will Howard. And I got to say, man, Will Howard has some balls it's a big ball. He proved a lot of people wrong. He played, he balled out, man. And, you know, I got to give major props to him because he's gotten, you know, he's honestly on the flip side, he's kind of gotten the Adrian Martinez treatment that, you know, Nebraska gave to Adrian Martinez. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say that we have to apologize to Will Howard because, you know, there were some games last year, two years ago that just weren't great. And that was the lack of experience, but, the way he turned things around this game and just he looks he looks you know prepared he just he, looked confident finally yeah no kidding and we talked about it all year in the podcast like our preseason podcast you know we just weren't sure about him and to see him come out and just prove us wrong quite frankly i mean i would say before he got hurt in the second half he was throwing some dimes like perfect throws and like long throws too. I think he was averaging eleven yards per per throw, per pass. Uh-huh. And dude, major props to him, man. Like he he proved all of us wrong. He went out and balled out, and it was just so unfortunate that he got hurt. <laughs> so now we're down to our third straight quarterback in the second half. Um, okay. So then I, in the second half, it obviously just, going back to Will, it just seems like he. I'm just gonna say this one more thing. It seems like the game slowed down too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it seemed like the offensive line played pretty well too with him in the game. Like he wasn't really under pressure too much. Yeah. And he was able to just sit in the pocket and read the defense. And the way he was able to read the defense was amazing. Like he trusted his receivers. He threw some bombs, man. He threw some dimes. Um, Cade Warner, shout out to him. He had a fantastic catch uh, in the first, uh, first quarter. Everybody yeah. in my st- everybody in my section thought it got intercepted, but like the whole time I was like, no, he caught it. He caught it yeah. with one hand. It was amazing. Yeah, that was, was awesome to see. Yeah, and uh, I stood up on my seat and was like turning around, pointing at TCU fl- fans, flexing my arm. I was like, that's what he do. That's what he do. Cave water baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, our section was. I mean, it was very fun when we were winning, but then the second half ha- happened and. And Bosco Boys, you know, Scott from Bosco Boys touched on it in his podcast. The turning point in the game, and I think Chris Kleiman also talks about it, was 
in the first half when they had the lead 28 to 10. Yeah. And they had the ball with about four minutes left. And all we had to do was get maybe one first down, two first downs, somehow get a field goal. Worst case yeah. scenario, we get a field goal. Yeah. We go, we go three and out. TCU gets the ball back, scores a touchdown. I'm like, crap. They get the ball back to start the second half. And then oh, TCU scores another touchdown to start the second half. And all of a sudden, it's 28-24. All of the air got smacked out of K-State's, K-State's you know, uh, offense. You know, what changed, you know what changed the game was the last possession offense of the first half. We went back to that conservative bull crap we always do, and we get a lead, and it didn't work. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. And I, I don't understand why. I just don't understand it. No. It, was, it really pissed me off. And everything everything could have gone well that was going well for us. And then that drive happened, and the whole momentum flipped. And you know how big momentum is in, in college football. football. Yeah. It's insane. It has. It didn't, it didn't even go back to us since that possession and during that game. No, the the momentum never got flipped back to us. Um, no. The defense played its heart out for as much as they could. Um, we'll get to it later in the podcast. Injuries were such a bug for us, but this is basically how the second half started. Touchdown. K State misses a field goal. Okay, that was another thing. Why the heck did we kick that field goal? That was um, into the wind. I mean, the wind was blowing probably twenty twenty five miles an hour. Um, you know, in, in that quarter, K-State was going into the wind. Uh-huh. And no offense to Chris Tennant, but he hasn't he hasn't been consistent enough this season. And of course, college college kicking is like so hit or miss. It's unbelievable how hit or miss college football uh college football kickers are. Yeah. But I almost I don't I don't give him the fault. He was not at fault there. Like I don't think a lot of good kickers would have made that field goal. You know, the, the momentum had been flipped. Yeah. The wind is in your face. And I believe it was fourth and short. I mean, fourth and two, we decided to kick the field goal on yeah. TCU side of the field goal, uh, side of the field. Why didn't we go for it? We've been going for it all game mm-hmm. up to this point. Mm-hmm. I. I, I question a lot of things, just going and back to that possession. A lot of things haunt me still. So I think, I mean, that a lot of that was on the coaching, and then the rest of the game was just – K-State played, just deflated the rest of the game. Like, it was so hard to manufacture a drive. You know, K-State's next three possessions, interception, turnover on downs, missed field goal. That missed field goal was also ginormous. Because yeah. before that, you have, I want to say, Cade Warner wide open in the middle of the field in the end zone. And Will Howard, as well as he played all game, it's just you just wish that he <laughs> makes that one throw. Because mm-hmm. that if K-State had any flicker of hope to win the game, it was right there. Yeah. And so – and, K- and TCU, give them credit, they battled back. But quite frankly – we I don't want to ourselves. I don't want to say that. I'm not going to blame injuries because you always, you know, injuries suck, right? Mm-hmm. But that's adversity, and great teams win through adversity. You know, your second and third, your second or third stringers got to be ready to go. Yeah. Um. It also sucks that we had to play our third string quarterback, and I'm not he sure. Threw, I'm not sure. I don't know why. Was, no. Was ready. 
he threw it right across his body over the opposite side of the field. You just don't well, see that. That's like rule number one as a quarterback, never throw it <laughs> yeah. across the field. Yeah. You know, fortunately, the defense stepped up once again, and, you know, they didn't get any points off an of interception. But, you know, it just seemed like it's, they they never – they just seemed so deflated in the second half. It was just such a tough. I, like I don't, I don't want to say TCU or K State, quite frankly, lost the game. But I don't want to say that TCU won the game either because we had we we punched them in the stomach to start the game. We, I think we hurt ourselves more than they did to us. Quite honestly, I, I, I was really very disappointed, and I I think the coaching may have lost this one more than the players did and it sucks because it's like you know we win so many big games you know they, they're they so resilient against iowa state coming back and winning that game you know they had every opportunity to lose that game yeah and then you get a bye week you have a whole two weeks to prepare for this game and get healthy and somehow we're not healthy well you never know with injuries it's just so you know, tough you, you can't you know. gauge that no, but it can't. just sucks because every time we lose a game, it doesn't feel like it's on our players. It never no. feels like it's on the players for not executing. It's it just seems like stupid play calling. Yeah, and for lack just... of for lack of better word, just like like what are we doing on fourth and two in the first half, not going for the first down? Because we could have we could have knocked him out of the water in the first half. TCU would have quit. They would have stopped yeah. playing. They looked yeah. like they were going to quit. We had them on the ropes. As soon as they scored that next touchdown, they were right back in it because they knew, hey, we're only down two touchdowns, but we might as well be down a, a touchdown because we're getting the ball back and we're going to go down and score again. And that's exactly what they did. It's just like playing, you know, and it's not it's not the fault of the team for, you know, they lost the coin toss, so it's not like, but, the, you know, Bosco boys said it. That's the reason if you do win the coin toss, always, always, always defer to the second half. The half. Always defer it. Always. There's no point in scoring first because you win the game in the second half. <laughs> I you control the clock better by, hey, where where do we where are we at in the first half? You know, two minutes left. Let's go score a touchdown. Let's get some points. And then the second half, score some more points. You know, it's back. To, it's like going two for one in basketball. You, know, you get know. the ball, you get the ball with 50 seconds left in basketball. Go go take a quick shot, score with 40 seconds left on the clock. The other team goes and scores, or maybe doesn't score. Get the ball back and hold it for one shot. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what it is. And then, so, okay, um, let's yeah, go Fitz. ahead and yeah, let's go ahead and jump into Fitz. Uh, uh, what's his name again? Tim Fitzgerald. Yeah, Tim Fitzgerald. <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Scott Fitzgerald. I'm like, nope, he wrote the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, the post-game walk and talk with Tim Fitzgerald um, on Go Power Cat on YouTube. Um, if you want to, you can go listen to this by yourself. But we're going to go ahead and blind react to this. And just – I haven't watched it. Matt says he's watched it. But I just want to see what he has to say and see where, you know, where our thoughts kind of line up. And you can listen to him. And, and uh, here we go. Hi, everyone. It's Fitz with the walk and talk. I'm going to stand right here, kind of shaded from the – Still very brisk breeze here at Amon G. Carter Stadium. Kansas State loses a really difficult game, 38-28 to TCU. Wildcats, as you know, were ahead 28-10 in the first half. And then a just a, a horrific set of events took place for K-State, much of it self-inflicted. 
The last K-State full possession of the first half was a three and out. After Will Howard came in for an injured Adrian Martinez and led the Wildcats to four straight touchdowns, it looked like K-State was on the verge of blowing this game wide open before halftime, <laughs> and then K-State has a three and out. Hey, what did we just talk about? We, <laughs> we said the exact same about. thing. Everybody's saying the same thing. Out, and they punt. TCU goes down and scores right before the half, and they got the ball back to start the second half, and the Frogs then scored again. So just like that, in the course of a few minutes of play on the field with the halftime in between, that 28-10 lead became a 28-24 lead, and the injuries then started piling up. And the injuries really are a significant story, but to Chris Kleiman's credit, he didn't really want to get into that. He said, that's why they give you 85. We'll be okay. They're not okay. They are severely battered and beaten after this game. And I think it speaks to the level of uh, severity of some of these injuries that they. Okay. Isn't it crazy? College football. What, what is the roster size in the NFL? Look. It's like 50, isn't it? Uh, 53 to 55. So 55. So you know, you deal with injuries in college football, but you have so many players to fill up those roles. Now, quite honestly, you, you travel on the road. You don't necessarily have the opportunity to bring everybody. Yeah. But in my opinion, and I, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with this, the, the difference between the good teams and the great teams and even the great teams and the fantastic teams every single year, especially in college football, is you're going to deal with injuries down the stretch. You know, we're dealing with it. Obviously, KU's dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every every football team deals with it. TC, it's going to get TCU eventually. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing. If you're going to deal with injuries, that depth, you know, the, the way your guys who, you know, don't, probably don't play as much, and when, they're, when their number is called, when their opportunity is, is, has been given to them, mm-hmm. that's what proves – whether you're going to be successful down the stretch because those guys need to be prepared just as much as the starters do. Your twos need to be as good as your ones. And you have that much, that many people on the roster, you would think, and you know, it's tough. It's tough to get those guys prepared because you're like, well, I'm not going to play, so I'm not going to prepare as much. But you're, you know, that's, that's leadership issue at that point. Yeah. You got to have leaders to be like, hey, if you get into the game, this is what's going to happen, and you need to be ready to make those plays. Yeah, agreed. Now, now is that totally fair? Probably not, because some of these players, you know, it's a head thing where they get into the game and they don't really understand. You know, they don't play as much, so they don't get those reps. But still, it's the you know, if you're prepared, you know, it goes back to the old adage: if you're if you prepare to fail, or if you are, what what is it? Fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beside you know, put talent talent and physicality and whatever else aside if you're not if you don't know what's going on on the field you're not going to be successful no so you're not uh, all right i'll continue just let me know when, uh, if you have anything yep they suffered at iowa state that they were lingering the adrian martinez knee happened at iowa state if you remember after that iowa state game i talked about how adrian was gimping into the post game interview room apparently has a badly bruised knee and uh was aggravated on that first possession. Boy, I hope you can hear me. It is howling right now at this stadium. Um, and he was gone. We were initially told he'd probably be back, but then it just turned out to be too difficult for him to manage. And as I saw him exit uh, the locker room tonight, 
he was pretty darn gimpy. But Will Howard came in, and I think he performed at a level much higher than many of us expected until later on he was injured. And TCU, I think, um, Will said they didn't really change what they were doing defensively at K-State. They just amped it up a lot. And, boy, it worked for the Horn Frogs. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it only worked when Will Howard went down. They said, oh, third-string quarterback, let's go get his ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what were – I mean, put yourself in Chris Kleiman's shoes. You have your third-string quarterback in. What are you going to do? You're going to hand it to Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, exactly. A, a, a beaten and battered Deuce Vaughn because he was hurt too. He's hurting too. Um, and what sucks about Adrian is his knee being hurt in the Iowa State game. He had two weeks to heal up from that. It's that's, still... the that, that's the thing that sucks about football is you just you just don't know the severity of some injuries no. until you just get on the field. Because yep. you know they're at this point in the season, they're not going 100% at practice. No, they're barely, they're probably even not putting in pads on. The majority of what they do is just walkthroughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's keep going. Kansas State's offense just couldn't muster much of anything in the second half. Deuce Vaughn had some nice plays. Will Howard did make some nice passes. But like I said, Will Howard gets hurt. They go to Jake Grubley. And up. Bluntly, he's not quite ready to be in that kind of high-pressure situation. He threw a very, very bad interception, and the offense just couldn't move the ball with Jake Rubley on the field. Uh, I think a lot of us see now why Will Howard is clearly the number two, And uh, but I, I'll say this. I, I don't feel like the coaches always put these players in a position to succeed in that heart of the game, right in that, that bridge, uh, those possessions that I saw Bill Snyder do to teams so often. Uh, and what's of note to that is this is the first coin toss that Kansas State's lost all year. So TCU was able to. Hey, what are we talking about? Exactly. The coin, the coin toss. That killed us. <laughs> Defer and get the ball to start the second half. Uh, and who knows, though, maybe Chris Kleiman would have wanted to take the ball with the first possession of the game anyhow. This is K-State's first loss in conference play. And All right, I think we're good. So a lot of what he's saying is essentially what the rest of us are saying. Just a lot of the, we were, you know, to put it in one word, maybe we were just unlucky. He did, yeah, yeah, and I and I he did say TCU is the better team at the end of, at at the end of the day. I'm like I I disagree with him on that. I, I don't think he was. I don't think TCU was. No, I think K State. They are. I think K State was a better team. Not being biased, no, but Max Duggan was getting outdueled by a backup quarterback, and I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on Will Howard because he played a hell of a game. Yeah. But Max Duggan is supposedly this Heisman candidate this year. And he, he got outdueled by Will Howard. Yep. Will Howard played better. He was yep. better. Yep. I just don't think I think K-State was a better team, which hurts. That's what hurts the most, man. And it's always it, you know, it goes back to that old adage of we should have won. Yes. That we <laughs> said sucks that to we didn't say it. Yes. Um Okay. <laughs> We're just Let's see. Now. What else here? Let's go over my points. Will Howard is a stud. Prove people wrong. All right, we covered that. Deuce Vaughn. All right, here's something. Deuce Vaughn. This is from Clint, the K-State fan, at the K-State fan, too. Deuce Vaughn moved into fifth place all-time in K-State history with 35 overall touchdowns. He also became the only player in school history with over 1,000 receiving yards. And and uh, one thousand rushing yards. Um, another game note. Oh, I must have. Uh, oh, here we go. 
He's also the quickest to ever do so. He accomplished it in the feat of 30 games. DeMarco Murray did so in 38 games. Simply amazing. So um, Deuce Vaughn is uh, like like Scott from Bosco Boys says, and I always refer back to him. Go, go listen to Bosco Boys on Spotify and wherever you find your podcast. We have to cherish Deuce Vaughn as long as we can. <laughs> yeah. Because he is he is simply amazing and he might go to the NFL next year. Doing doing what he's able to do, especially because some for some reason he's injured this year. Uh-huh. Um first time we've really had to deal with that with him at the running back position. Um what else? Injuries. So here are who is injured. Middle linebacker Daniel Green. I didn't realize Deuce Green was hurt. And that that hurt us a lot because he he's makes, good. He makes probably behind you know him and Kobe Savage probably go back and forth with uh, you know most tackles per game. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Brents was huge. Um, Julius Brents. Let's see, Brents came back. Ben Senate, tight, good tight end. He was yeah. knocked out in third yeah, quarter. that that one was huge too because then there was nobody lead blocking for anybody. Um. Deuce Vaughn obviously was hurt a little bit. Josh Hayes, Will Howard, uh, obviously Adrian. And so it's just, yeah, it was just a little sad to go down there and to play as well as we did in the first half. And then just kind of everything just kind of fizzled out. The momentum got flipped and it just, it sucks. But that's just how it goes. And sometimes you're just, sometimes it's just not your day. It's not. And it wasn't uh, ours. what sucks is now, you know, we're past our bye week, so now we got Oklahoma State coming this weekend. Texas and Baylor, Texas the following weekend and Baylor. I mean, they I mean, obviously every game's a must win, but like if there's anything that is a must must win, it's this weekend. Yeah. They have they have to beat Oklahoma State. If they want yeah. any shot at Arlington, they have to beat Oklahoma State. This is pretty much um, a must win. Let's Let's go over one more thought and then we'll stop and restart because we got a lot of other stuff to cover. We're getting the ticker here. Um, so I was down at the game. Yeah, tell me about the TCU fans. I I have some I have a little bit of beef with TCU fans. They were not excessive. They were not, you know, I talked to a couple of them. You know, there were there were some nice ones down there, but from the experience that I heard from other people, it just they just were not nice people. Um, really, I, I figured they might be since I just never really expected that from TCU. Well, because they're Texas Christian University, you know the yeah. Uh, so exactly. the, stadium, the stadium itself is really cool. Now, how they let people into the stadium is really stupid. Like they let a big group of people in, and then they stop. They like put the gate back, so then that group of people can funnel in, and then yeah. they open the gate back up. It's like, what's the point of that? I don't understand. Um, um the stadium itself is cool the atmosphere is weird i mean people were cheering on (laughs) tcu would have the ball and it'd be third down fourth down and they'd be getting loud for some reason i'm just like what are you guys doing you're on offense why are you getting loud why are you getting loud i I didn't understand that at all and i was like yeah crank it up you know um they called it a sellout on ESPN. It didn't even um, look like it. I that saw was it on TV. A, that was a lie. I mean, there <laughs> were pl- plenty of seats in the upper deck. Plenty, plenty, plenty of seats in the upper deck. You can go to our Twitter page. Go follow us on Twitter at the Lecker Room. Um, so many, so many seats in the upper deck. Um, even like the lower decks, you could still see, you know, 
you you know sometimes it's tough to see like a C or here or there but like you could see a bunch of seats in the lower deck scattered together as well mm-hmm. do i think forty seven thousand people were at that game no heck no and it wasn't loud either like k-state stadium hasn't been as loud as it could be in the in recent years but still way louder than their stadium um and then obviously there's a, the deal with fans throwing trash at K-State players. There's students throwing trash at our players on the sideline. That was bullshit. Um, TCU fans. Um, I've, I've heard experiences of, of some of our fans getting into slight altercations. I say slight, but very, very lightly. Um just not being nice. Like you can have, you can have, and I had, I had a TCU fan that I was sitting next to that. I was kind of, you know, you know, we were, we were having fun together. Right. You go back and forth and you talk shit, but at the end of the day, you're still friends. But I've, I've also heard experiences of TCU fans at the game, just not being nice. Like just, you know, throwing up the bird, saying cuss words and you gotta, you know, case, case States stadium, we call it a family atmosphere and, you know, people swear and cuss and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's football. Yeah, it's football, but it's not like you don't do it to the other fans, and you don't, and you especially don't do it when kids are around. No, and so that kind of upset me. And you don't do it to the away teams either. Like you, no. de- you definitely don't do it to the away, the away crowd. You, you know, you welcome them to the stadium. You say, "Have fun, good luck," and then just have fun. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's a game. Um, I say, oh, and, uh, and then I wanted to give it an overall grade. The TCU game day experience was at best a C plus. Really? Um, because their tailgating was really, really bad. You know, driving around in Fort Worth is pretty shitty. There was a really cool bar we went to, though, which was fun. Um, and a bunch of K-State fans were at. But overall, overall game day experience around the stadium, C plus. Really? That's, um, really, that's really disappointing. I thought TCU I know. was kind of fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I'm not saying I didn't have fun. I just think, and I will say I'll, that's probably somewhat biased, just because we lost. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little bitter about it. I'll admit, mm-hmm. but if I'm being if I'm speaking objectively, there there were a lot of things I did not like that their fans did, and it just it kind of annoyed me. Um, okay, let's go ahead and stop this right here. We'll start up again here in a minute. Um, you're listening to the locker room. Hey all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station. Even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Okay, let's go ahead and jump in to the Oklahoma State and Kansas State preview. Uh, Matt, you ready to go? I am. You want to hear my keys or are you yeah. still going? Yeah. Go ahead, man. I think um, – I mean, not good thing. We don't, um, we're beat up. Oklahoma State's beat up. The good thing is in Manhattan, K, oh, Chris Kleiman is 0-3 against Oklahoma State. I, I think they're going to get the win. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be ugly. 
I think case <laughs> I think K State will win 34-24. And let me tell you why. I think Will Howard I think Will Howard will start and he'll ball out and just well, do that's, enough to win. That's what they're saying. They're saying Adrian's probably not going to come back. I mean, they they have gave no implication that Adrian's going to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and I but, but I'm on the same page as you, man. I don't think it's going to be that low scoring. If K-State wins the game, it's going to be a shootout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now that I say that, I, I don't uh, – now I'm second-guessing myself. Um, I think Will Howard's out for vengeance. I mean, he has – he's obviously proved himself worthy of playing in the Big 12. All right. Let's just go ahead and say that. Oh, yeah. At this – you know, after last week, he's, he's worthy of being that guy. Um, you know, it's sad that we don't have Adrian. I want to see him play. I want to see him succeed, but it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. I think Will Howard comes out with a lot of vengeance. And quite frankly, is if, if the defense, you know, if, if the defense isn't hurt next, like, or let's see, if the defense is still injury ridden this coming weekend, regardless, I feel like the younger guys, the guys, second stringers, third stringers are going to be out for blood as well because they look, you know, they got something to prove too. You know, they got, they got absolutely pushed around in the second half. Yeah. By a team that I still think, like we said earlier, I think I think we're better than TCU. Of course, you could say, well, the final score doesn't the final score didn't uh, reflect that outcome. Okay, well, sure. Objectively, I think K-State's better than TCU. I think K-State beats Oklahoma State. Uh, I think Spencer Sanders due for a bad game. He's a great quarterback. But, you know, you get in later in the season, these great quarterbacks are bound to have a bad game. You think of last year, spent, uh, um, who was uh, OU's quarterback, um, Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow KU should have won beating them. You know, Spence, mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Williams had, didn't have the best game of his life. Somehow they still won. Yeah. But that's just one example. There's many examples out there, these good quarterbacks having bad games. Um, and Spencer Sanders has shown that he isn't, uh, you know, he's humid. <laughs> of course they did lose, you know, T- uh, they lost to TCU and, you know, at, at TCU, I think K-State wins 42 to 38. Damn. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so this will be a, this will be a determining week of who wins the, <laughs> who wins the uh predictions then because because that's a pretty big difference there about 22 points there and we'll get we'll need to get another guess on there because last week we didn't get one so i just kind of put whoever had the worst score as the guest prediction but no i do think i do think k-state will come out firing again this weekend you know they are still ranked 22nd they're still a very good football team, football team. and obviously with the backup quarterback they prove they can still win games they have the cap- at least have a capability to win games. Oklahoma State did just come off a huge win against Texas at home, 41 to 34. But I think Oklahoma State, you know, I think I saw this stat on ESPN when they were playing tech, when Oklahoma State was playing tech, is Oklahoma State is much, much, much better at home than they are on the road. Agreed. And you can even see it based off of their like their their um plus minus of the games that they played. Mm-hmm. Um, Central Michigan, well, they should have won that game by 40. I'm still pissed at them because they <laughs> because they ruined my bet that night. Uh, Arizona State at home, they won by 17. Arkansas Pine Bluff, well, that game, they're terrible. Uh, Baylor, 
see Texas Tech at home, they won by 10 and Texas, they won by seven. Um, and then you look at the Baylor game. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to judge just based off the score. And that's what's tough about the Big 12 is like, there's just so much. There's it's so bipolar, many variables. It's a bipolar girl. Like you never know what you're going to get. Right. But I think, it, I think it was last year, or the last two years or so, Oklahoma State has like a 500 record on the road versus at home. They're like almost undefeated. So if anything, that gives K-State some sort of um, advantage. Yeah. Let's, say. Um, let's look at ESPN. ESPN has Oklahoma State favored 54%. Um. Well, hold on now. ESPN has Oklahoma State favored, but K State is favored by one and a half. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, K State is favored. I forgot to mention that to you. The over the over under is fifty six. So what's crazy that the one and a half spread was what it was versus Iowa State. Uh huh. And... Let's get this win, man. I don't care. I don't care if it's two to nothing. I know, right? I know, right? Well, here's here's what I was about to tweet. So, Bosco boys tweeted out the keys to V, and I was about to tweet back at him: score one touchdown and then go clown car formation the rest of the game and run out the clock. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't. You know, it's it's a bounce back game. It's homecoming. The weather is supposed to be nice, fifty nine degrees. Matt, you're going to the game. Yes, I am. It's gonna be um, awesome. I wish you were going. I know. I just needed a weekend. I got I got busy. Uh, I got items I got to work on for work you know the the people who pay me yeah (laughs) what one day hopefully this this will be my full-time job if we can get from what we have now to 100 million viewers yes but i think we're i think we're about i think we're about 200 years away from getting to that point yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um you know i don't i don't know anything else to really talk about the oklahoma state game and i mean we really covered it in the tcu game i mean Everything that happened in the second half for TCU, just do the opposite. Let's stay healthy. Let's you know, stay, let's stay, healthy. stay resilient. You know, the boys, the boys will bounce back, and they have. You know, they they bounce back against two lane game, and and talking about two lane, they're they're ranked too. They're ranked ahead loss, of us, I think. That loss seems pretty good now. I know, right? But like again, you can't really judge each loss or each each game. It's tough to judge games later in the season because yeah. then you. You look at our win versus Oklahoma, and now look at Oklahoma. They're dog so shit. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to evaluate it week by week, and that's what sucks about college football. Yep. Um. So let's, I guess, um, around the Big Twelve. Let's go ahead and jump into other sports. Around the Big Twelve, TCU they're ranked seventh now. They're undefeated. It's gonna be classic Big Twelve if TCU goes to West Virginia and loses. I know. I know. <laughs> I could see it too. Yeah. West Virginia just got monkey stopped by Texas Tech, who I don't think Texas Tech is that great. No, but it's classic yeah. Big 12. And could you imagine if they lost, then we're kind of back in that sun. Everybody's kind of back in it. Well, if we win, TCU loses. I mean, that looks great for us. That's best case scenario for us this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so West Virginia loses 48 to 10 at Texas Tech, but the week before they win versus Baylor. And I don't know what the hell to think about Baylor this year. Like, are they good or they're are up they and not? they're up and down. So, golly, it, it would it would be something a game that TCU loses. It's almost it's almost similar to it's almost kind of a similar situation because it's eleven o'clock kickoff um, to when K State beat OU at home when OU mm-hmm. was ranked like fifth or sixth. Yeah, in twenty nineteen. So it's kind of the same situation. Uh, West Virginia doesn't really have anything to lose. Um. 
So you're right. I mean, that that could be something that that would happen. You know, Max, they, perhaps they get maybe what goes around comes around. TCU avoids the injury bug all year. Not I'm not wishing injuries on them, but you know, they they just played a team who had six or seven guys go down, and then they go on the road and see a couple guys go key guys go down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sometimes I'm telling you, West Virginia is going to pull off the upset. That'd be a That'd be such a West Virginia thing to do, <laughs> like <Yeah>. you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OU at Iowa State. That's a that's an interesting one. I'm gonna go with Iowa State. They're due to win a I, conference game. I almost want to say Iowa State as well. Yeah. Um. But as long as Dylan Gabriel is playing, I think OU is unstoppable. But Iowa State proved against Texas that they can score points too. Yeah. And they almost beat Texas. So. I and it's it's in Ames. It's, Ames. it's hard to win in Ames. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you know what you saw what we did earlier this year. It was yep. it was a dog fight. It's eleven a.m. kickoff. So you know, eleven a.m. kickoffs are so rough for the road team. That's another yeah, thing. That's why they pick them. That's yeah. why the home team always picks them. Exactly. Um, and then number nine, Oklahoma State at number twenty-two, K State. We just got done covering that. Two thirty at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Homecoming. This weekend, I, I'm sure Manhattan's going to be a madhouse this weekend. I think that's another reason why I don't want to go is just because I just don't want to deal with all the people. Like, there's going to be so many people there. You know, I mean, it's a... gonna be, there's going to be lines at every single place you go. Yeah. Um, of course, it's fun. You know, I experienced it in college. But uh, And then wrap up the Big 12 schedule, Baylor at Texas Tech at 630 at, in Lubbock. Um, Texas and KU are on buys this week. KU's probably very happy they're coming on a buy this week. They've had a rough stretch of games where they lose three in a row. Uh-huh. So, um, any news on whether Jalen Daniels is going to be back anytime this season? I I'm kind of curious. I, don't know. I they say he's not like out for the rest of the season now. Well, I almost feel like it's a Adrian Martinez slash Skylar Thompson situation. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. it's like will they? Won't they? I don't know. It's but they have who's left on their schedule? Should I go pull it up real quick? Yeah, let's let's yeah. Let's, right. uh, let's cover Josh's podcast since he's off this week. Yeah, would it? We're Josh. The... We're Josh's podcast. Welcome to Hawk Talks, Daniels. Daniels, touchdown! Kansas wins it. Uh, they have Oklahoma State after us, so falling. Tech, and... Texas, and K State. So we'll see. Yeah, they. I mean, that's not like a easy schedule from here on out and what did i say what did i say was their best chance to win the game at texas tech i'm trying to remember what i said at texas tech i think it was at texas tech because here's the thing when i was watching them play ou and you were me me, you and josh were texting each other and we were like yeah josh didn't believe me when i said are they going to be able to keep up with ou because with dylan gabriel as a quarterback They've been scoring so like a lot of points, and same thing happened with Baylor. They weren't able to keep up with Baylor. Um, Oklahoma State will be the same way, and you never know what you're going to get out of Texas. But yeah. it'll probably be at Texas Tech. They'll probably win that game. <laughs> you know, go bowl eligible. Yeah, first time since 2008. Oh, yeah. So okay, so then the Big Twelve, what it currently looks like. I think TCU's TCU's in first place at 4-0. Uh Oklahoma State, Kansas State 3 and 1. 
Texas at three and two, Baylor, Texas Tech at two and two, KU at two and three, OU West Virginia at one and three, and Iowa State at zero and four. You know, you know who's kind of a lot better than people think though is Texas. I know we give them a lot of shit, but also they still are five and three, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. so funny. Like they can beat anybody on any given day, but they will lose to anybody on any, any given day. day. College football, baby. Yeah, it's the best. Um, okay, you good enough on the college sports? Yeah, I am, I'm or at least uh, college football. Other I'm sports. Spent. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it was just driving home, or just just after that game. You know, it was just so frustrating. Like, I, I if there was any game that I wanted to win this year. It was that game. Yeah. Like, I wanted to win that game so badly. After, after, it's well, and it kind of helps after we beat OU, after we beat Iowa State on the road, after we, who else did we beat? Texas Tech at home. We were undefeated in the Big 12 play. It would have been so key for, you know, a trip to Arlington. So, gotta, gotta fight through adversity. You know, gotta bounce back. Gotta bounce back. K State's, resilient see what they can do this weekend against the pokes uh let's finish up other sports we got the world series i gotta i gotta look this up i gotta make sure i'm correct correct about when they start playing i'm so happy the yankees lost though (laughs) which sucks because they lost the astros the Astros were, you know, past uh, 2017. They were the the cheating trash bangers. So, Classic. but Phillies in Houston. I'll probably root for Philadelphia because, quite frankly, I'm I'm a I'm high on Bryce Harper. He hit that uh, go ahead home run against the Padres to put him in the World Series. So that was pretty sweet. And they also beat the Cardinals. So Bryce, I mean, Bryce. <laughs> uh, have you been watching any? playoff baseball I've, I've kind of been a I've kind of been a poor baseball fan this playoffs I haven't been watching as much as I've been watching like. I've been called football and I, I I need to get better at it I'll yeah. be honest I it's, like it's, it it's tough when you're when your teams don't play they always play at the weirdest times during the playoffs too it's usually during the work day um, until you get to the LCS series but I didn't care about any of the teams that are in the championship series like Yankees and Astros I don't give a shit about either one of those teams and Padres and Phillies it's like yeah. Who do I root for out of those four teams? I guess the Phillies. Um, so that's the World Series game one on Friday at 7 o'clock in Houston. And then Saturday again at 7 o'clock in Houston. And those games are on Fox. And then let's wrap up the podcast. How about them Chiefs, buddy? Hey, the West is theirs to lose, man. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my brother, and he's just like, I told you so. I told you so. And I'm just like, I know. I know. <laughs> Go I mean, Chiefs. What... You got Broncos suck. No offense. They they are having probably, you know, out of the last seven years or six years that they've been terrible, going through Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon and Joe Flacco and all these people as their quarterback, you would think having Russell Wilson – as your quarterback would turn your would turn your offense around, and Nathaniel Hackett was an offensive-minded coordinator at, at Green Bay, 
No, it didn't and really to work. lose the games like they are. I mean, all they, quite frankly, all they had to do was beat the freaking Colts, and they would be sitting much prettier than they are right now. They lose to the Colts. They lose to um, who was it? The Chargers. Then they lose to the Jets. Jets are good though. I don't. I'm. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah. I, I saw. I did see a post. So you know who Russell Westbrook is in the NBA. Yeah. You know how he's like not as good as he used to be. Yeah, he's older though too. Yeah. It's like Russell Wilson is the Russell Westbrook of the NFL because they're Probably. all older. And the yeah. fact that they used to just dominate and now they're just like a shell of their former self. Has been. Yeah, exactly. Like so. Tom like I hate to say it, but Tom Brady is the greatest, but he's a has been. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Aaron Rodgers all- Aaron Aaron Rodgers might even be there too. Yeah, they're ha- like they're they're great. Like they're the best to ever do it. There has been. They can't do um, it no more. They're older. So I was telling I was telling all my coworkers today, and they're like, "So how about them Broncos?" And I'm like, "I gave up on the Broncos. I mean, the season's over for them. They're two and five. They're not. Yeah. They're not gonna make unless somehow they somehow they sneak into the six or seven seed. But I don't see that happening with as poorly as her offense is played. Um, I guess I just gotta bet the under, like Colby tells me to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I have a gambling problem, I'll talk to you. Thank you. Um, but I told him I was like, "How about the Broncos?" And I'm like. Uh, I've given up on them. I'm a Vikings fan now. <laughs> and they're like, not even the Chiefs? You're not even going to give them a chance? I'm like, I'll root for the Chiefs, but it's so... Like, I can't just call myself a Chiefs fan while, I'm a, while I got a Broncos flag in my living room. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Which I, I want to take down, and quite frankly, I want to go buy a Colorado Avalanche or St. Louis Blues and just be a hockey fan this winter. Mm-hmm. Just give up on the NFL. But Vikings are 5-1, and one, Chiefs are 5-2. and two, So... But, but again, I will say, I think I said this on last week's podcast, the NFL really has not impressed me so far this year. Me neither. College football college football has been better. Beside the Chiefs-Bills game, maybe the Chiefs-Raiders, basically whenever the Chiefs aren't playing, the NFL is kind of crappy. <laughs> I mean, college football has, has been greater than the NFL this year. Oh, if, by far. Some of our listeners might not agree with me, but it's just, I think it's just how it is this year. I, like, they're just, anyway. Um, that's all I got long podcast we had a lot to talk about tonight i'm glad we got through it all i think we got through it all go cats um so let's go to wrap it up any final thoughts matt i do not um i'm nervous for the game it's a must win and i think they're gonna do it yeah and you know just you know let's play within ourselves you know will howard go out for vengeance have a great game coaches just do what we're supposed to. Don't second guess yourself. Just do what we've been doing when it's when it, what works. Do what works. I know that's simpler said than done. Um, but let's go beat the Pokes. Let's get Chris Kleiman's first victory against Oklahoma State. And go Cats. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. This has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. We appreciate you guys hanging on this long. And have a great rest of your week and rest. And your, have a great weekend. See you guys yeah. later. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.